Balance Period is here to make generational wellness accessible to everyone. And that starts with each one of us creating our balance, period. Let's listen, learn, and grow together. Welcome to the Balance Period Podcast, the show where we empower us to create generational wellness, one healthy habit at a time. I am one of your hosts, Raymond Ashiel, a.k.a. Recovery Ray. And the bald sage. All right. We have a very special guest on today's episode. Looking forward to having a conversation with this gentleman. Help us welcome Willie Viverette to the show. Willie, how are you doing today? Thanks, man. I'm feeling amazing. Thanks for having me, too. Y'all was timely on the response. We had to reschedule a few little speed bumps, but we got it together. We made it work. We made it work. So let's Mm -hmm. go ahead. I'm going to give you the space now just to introduce yourself before we dive into today's mindful moment. Okay, my name is Willie Viverette. I'm an entrepreneur and investor, and also I'm a designer. And I just believe in going after your dreams, no matter how the odds are stacked against you. You know, you're going to look back 10 years from now, and you're going to wish you that you would have went for it. Yeah, I was just uh, re-looking at a quote that I had put on Twitter a little over a year ago, and it said, a year from now, you wish you started today. So That's a fact. That- it definitely resonated with me what you said. And also, I know y'all can't see him right now, but he said he's a designer. My man is fresh, all right? And from what I've yes. seen on social media, he's always fresh. So this is just what comes with the package here, all right? Yeah, I try to keep my, you know, just keep myself together. Of course, of course. I love that. Definitely. I love that. When you look good, you feel good. Facts. That's a all fact. Right. So let's go ahead and do today's mindful moment. So as you all know, we start off every episode with a space for us just to pause, to breathe, and to reconnect with the here and now. This is important because it gives us the freedom to choose the energy that we bring with us to whatever room that we are in. And for today, we want to make sure that our energy is aligned with understanding, um, with progression, with compassion, right? These things that make up the value system here at Balance Period. So I'm going to guide us through three rounds of just taking a deep breath, okay? After those three deep breaths, I'm gonna hand it over to Nick and he's gonna guide us through a brief awareness practice, okay? Remember, our posture is important here. We want it to be upright yet relaxed. And we want our breathing to be an inhale through our nose and exhale through your mouth as if you're blowing out a candle. All right, let's get rolling here. Three, two, one, take the first deep breath. And another. And one more. Continue to breathe in your normal breathing pattern. Take a few moments and just notice where you are in space. Notice the sensation of your clothes against your skin, maybe the surface of what you're sitting on, your feet against the ground. Just take a few moments and be present where you are. if your eyes are closed, slowly begin to blink them open. And thank you for joining us today in this mindful moment. Thank you for that, Nick. As I always say, it's just it's nice to be able to bring our attention to 
the sensations that we experience. I know for me, sometimes I get caught up in my mind. I'm very introspective. And so taking my awareness out just, you know, skin level, right? Just to just beyond my body is definitely beneficial for me to re-engage with the here and now. Are there any reflections that either of you all had from that experience? Oh, as always, I just enjoy being for a moment. Like you said before, it's really easy to get caught up going million miles an hour in our head with everyday life that sometimes we forget that when you're okay right here, it makes everything out there okay. I also had a moment and it kind of took me to a place where I be on the go so, so, so much. It's, It's almost like I be neglecting myself just throughout the day and just getting caught up in the grind in the day-to-day aspects of just doing things. So that was, that was very helpful. Actually, I'm probably going to start doing that like every day, you know, that's like a thing. Cause I never really take time out for myself because I'm so busy feeling like I got to be here. I got to be there. I got to be here, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a moment. Definitely. Definitely, man. Glad to hear that. And what we do and what we also recommend to incorporate more of that into one's day is to just set a reminder on your phone, just a gentle one that just vibrates. And when it goes off with whatever you're doing, just pause and breathe. And then you get right back into whatever it is that you're working on, but you're able to bring that level of awareness that you cultivated in that mindful moment back to whatever it is that you're doing. So I would highly recommend giving that a try as you start to incorporate it more into your routines. For sure. All right. So that takes us to the start of this conversation. You said you are an entrepreneur, you're an investor, you're a designer. So in this entrepreneurship journey that you've been on, can you talk a little bit about the origin stories there? Like when did this start for you? Why did you decide that this is the path that you wanted to take in life? Well, I think that it's always been in me from really from the jump. I had a rough childhood. My mom got shot in the head when I was two years old and grew up. Uh, I didn't meet my dad till I was 26. So my grandfather took me in at two years old after my mom died. Then he passed when I was 14. And I just kind of bounced around from home to home, not really feeling stable, not really feeling like I fit in anywhere. And that just kind of led me to when I got my first job. My first job was in uh, McDonald's. And it was okay, but it just didn't seem, it just didn't feel right. I just don't like people dictating my next moves, you know. And I'm not saying nothing against the people that, you know, that's okay with it. This is just, you know, my experience. And it wasn't until my last job, I worked at Krispy Kreme on West 38th Street. If You know, that's been a minute ago for those of you that's here in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's been a little second. And I worked 45 hours, 45 or 48 hours. And I opened up my check and it was $315. So I didn't know anything about taxes and and withholdings. I didn't know nothing about that. I just know that I worked 45 hours and my check is 315. I don't know what was wrong, but it was something wrong. And um, I ended up quitting that day and, and, and figuring it out. I do not recommend nobody to do that because it was, it was definitely rough, but that's kind of the way that I am. I can't, of course I'm a planner, but I don't really plan too much because I find that if you got an idea, the longer it takes you to move on it, the more you're going to talk yourself out of it. 
because you're going to go through all the problems, the what if, who's going to make the website, who's going to run the website, who's going to handle the email campaigns, who's going to handle the social media, who's going to create the product, who's going to design the product. And by the time all that runs through your brain, you don't talk yourself out of it. So it seems like it'll be a it'll be easier to just keep doing what you're doing and not go after this idea because it's been it's already created as being hard in your brain. Definitely. Yeah, it takes a for sure it takes a level of self-awareness mm. as you embark into an entrepreneurial journey cuz like you said there's nothing wrong with the you know having a job, you mm -hmm. know, working your 9 to 5 mm -hmm. and and doing something that you enjoy while doing it, but mm -hmm. the fact that you were able to have that level of awareness to say no, no, this ain't right and today is the day that I'm going to make something else happen. So I love the fact that you, you know, you took that approach. Can you talk a little bit about your you know, the, the mental and emotional struggles you may have experienced, similar to what you described and saying like, you know, you wouldn't recommend someone just up and quit. I've done that too. <laughs> and I would say that through doing that, I have experienced some mental and emotional resistance and some turmoil at times because I made that decision without having, um, you know, kind of the back end of, a, you know, financial security in place before doing it like that gives you a different mental state as you embark on this journey. So can you talk about your experience with just diving in and some of the things that went on for you mentally and emotionally? So just diving in, it was rough initially. Because you kind of you kind of got to navigate through questioning yourself and did you make the right decision? Should you go back to what you was doing because it was easier and just dealing with the ups and the downs and the things that you don't know about entrepreneurship and that you're that that you have to learn in the process. Some of them lessons are hard. Some of them. And still to this day, I probably I probably think about throwing in the towel at least twice a week. Still right now. I think about throwing in the towel. It, it just sometimes it weighs on you and then it, it weighs on your self-esteem. And then when it weighs on your self-esteem, sometimes you think other people can see it. So you're kind of affected by that. You know, mm -hmm. just like yesterday. Yesterday was jam packed. Everything was going cool. And then one of my tenants called me and said that she had mold in the basement. I was like, oh, my God. I'm in my head. Twenty five, at least a twenty five hundred dollar problem. So I'm like. Oh, my God. Then I'm dealing with this over here. I just set up a new platform for the wealth factor of my students in that. So I got to create the platform. Then that's going to cost more money. I got to keep this current site going. And I'm just dealing with all of that at, at once. And when I got mm -hmm. over to the property, it was literally just a rug that was down there. And the hot water heater just had a slow drip. It wasn't just had a very slow drip. And just over time, it got the whole rug wet and then mold started to form up under the rug and it was on concrete. So it wasn't like mold spreading anywhere. I literally had to fold the rug up, you know, told them to throw the rug away and then took bleach and pine saw and just scrubbed that whole area where the rug was, wiped it up, the mold is gone, you know? So literally I think I spent 20 bucks getting supplies for that. But the way that I think is, I don't know why my brain always goes to like the worst case scenario of things because I want to be prepared. You know, you don't want to be a slumlord. You don't want to just have the problem sitting there. So it just takes a lot of courage and 
just a lot of timing and planning to just be on top of things and to really deal with those slow moments because one minute you you go see 10 15,000 all at once and then you may go 3 months without making nothing at all so mm-hmm. that taught me a lot about money management because I had to manage my money because I don't know how these other three months are going to go. I don't know if it's going to be slow right now. I don't know if everybody knows, but we're currently in a recession. Facebook laid off 10% of 10, 20% of its work staff. Coinbase laid off 20% of its work staff. Amazon just laid off 10,000 workers. So everybody's starting to scale back. These These big companies are scaling back. So that way they can still operate and turn a profit in order to keep the shareholders happy. But when we're in a recession, Everybody feels it. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, though, one of those 10,000 workers that got fired from Amazon, they got a mortgage, they got a car payment, they got a family, they got life insurance, they got health insurance. They was going to take the kids to Disney World. So now the house could go into foreclosure because they don't have the money for it, which will affect Wells Fargo, Chase or Bank of America or whoever the loan is through. If they can't pay their life insurance, that's going to affect State Farm. That's going to affect Berkshire Hathaway. Well, Geico, which is owned by Berkshire Hathaway. It's going to affect that. Uh, They can't go to the grocery store like they used to be. So that's going to affect Kroger's and Walmart. They can't take their significant other to the movies or the date night. So that's going to affect AMC stock and the Cheesecake Factory stock. So no no matter who, you know, is dealing with the recession, everybody's affected in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate you highlighting that too, especially with yeah. that being the current state that, you know, where we are. And I think it's definitely beyond the U.S. I feel like this is like a global, you know, recession that we're experiencing right now. So I think it's that much more important for us to be aware of the relationship that we have with money and to what our responsibilities are and our budgets, right? And making sure that we're managing our finances in a way that's aligned with helping to make sure that we're not putting ourselves in a position to not be able to care for ourselves effectively mm. for however long it's going to take for, you know, for this recession to, to you know, shift into the opposite direction. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about your recommendations that you might have for an individual around managing their finances as you said you had to go through the process of learning what that looked like for you and making adjustments to how you did that Mm -hmm. so for someone just getting started that they may have not even thought about what their relationship with money looked like or how they manage it like how would you recommend someone start to do that so just with dealing with the recession that we're in right now i would say don't make any large purchases right now I know a lot of people want a new car. Some people want a new boat. Some people want a new house, which a house could potentially be a good thing. But with the way that the interest rates, they're raising the interest rates and where inflation is, they're going to continue to raise the interest rates, which is what they do to help lower inflation. But with raising the interest rates, it also makes money harder to borrow. So less people borrow it. And that puts a strain on the housing market because not a lot of people are going to be borrowing money to buy houses. And then it's going to be more houses on the market, which is going to eventually drive the real estate market down. And I would say no large purchases right now. Just be mindful of the things that you got to do 
if you planned on buying a new car or buying whatever, I would just hold off for at least the next 12 or 18 months. I would also say make sure that you're actually saving money. And normally I say don't save, invest, but in the climate that we're in, it is some good investments out there, but there are some investments that are good that are still coming down. So you can get them at a better price. But for the people that's not uh, fluent with all of that information, I would say just save right now, chill out. If you got cash, you're probably going to need nine times out of 10, you're, you're going to need it within the next 12 to 18 months. And that that's the second thing. And the third thing I would say is, Keep the people that genuinely care about you. Take care of those people. Take care of the people that really, really rock with you, you know, because it's like we we see Facebook. And of course, you know, some people have a platform on there and some people look like they mess with some people. They really don't. Facebook is Facebook. Social media is social media. But the people that you can call when you're going through a divorce or when you got fired from your job or when you got those hard times, you want to make sure you keep those people close because united we stand, divided we fall. So if you got somebody that's there for you, you also want to be there for them, you know? So I would keep, it can be your significant other, you know, like I was talking to my buddy and he was like, uh, I don't, I'm about to get out of my relationship. And then, you know, I kind of talk because I'm kind of like the person that, you know, my friends talk to. I always create a nice space for, you know, men to come to me and talk with problems because a lot of times men don't got nobody to talk to, you know. So mm -hmm. for my friends, I'm kind of like that guy. And I was just telling them, I was like, you know, if it can be fixed, you probably want to fix it because now is not the time to really be ending a marriage or relationship now, granted, do it, do whatever it is you want to do. You know your situation. I don't, but with things getting harder, food going up, gas, gas has doubled since 2020. You got housing going up, the real estate market. While the real estate market is coming down, the price of rent is going up. The cost of daycare is increasing. Thanksgiving, chicken and dressing, greens, all with everything we eat and everything that we use on a day-to-day everything is increasing. So with everything increasing, you really want to, you really want to try to be a, you really want to work towards being a team. I feel like everybody should work toward it anyway, but especially in a recession, it's like things are going to get hard. Now, depending on where you file at on next spectrum will determine how hard things will be for you. Mm -hmm. I see. Appreciate well, yeah. I appreciate those tips. Appreciate you know, those insights, because, you know, we talk about wellness and generational wellness, and one of the domains of wellness is financial. So mm -hmm. I think it's important for us to be mindful of that as we are figuring out what's going to work for us and caring for ourselves in every domain of our lives. So thank you for that, for sure. No problem. No problem. Facts. Are you interested in getting early ad-free access to each episode of the Balance Period podcast? If so, check out our Patreon page. There, you'll find multiple membership options to choose from. Each membership option comes with its own set of perks that range from exclusive content to discounts on Mindful Merch. Join today by visiting patreon.com forward slash balance period. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com 
forward slash balance period. We look forward to welcoming you into our community. So as you were talking about the origins of your journey and everything that you went through, one thing that you did bring up was that people tend to talk themselves out of their dreams, out of their ideas. And so as someone who I'm guessing you probably experienced that as well, what did you do or what did you say or mentally to yourself for yourself to go and execute? Because that's the thing to where a lot of people will feel it, but they won't execute. So what was the thing for you that was like, I'm going to do this despite how I feel or what I'm thinking? Well, going back a little bit, just from my mom dying when I was two, not knowing my dad, my grandfather took me in from two. And I was actually there when my mom got shot. She got shot in the head, too. And I was there as a child. Uh, my mom's friend found me in the snow and took me to my grandfather's house. And I was at my grandfather's until I was 14. And then after there, I just kind of like wandered around, almost like the black sheep of the black sheep of the family, not really finding nowhere that I belong. Like I don't belong. It's like a puzzle piece that they don't go to nothing. You you want to try to you trying to put it in there, but it doesn't go to nothing. And you're trying to figure out where does this piece go? You know, so that created low self-esteem in me. So I have very low self-esteem just navigating through life. And, you know, I didn't have growing up like food was scarce. I've been homeless before I went. What was it? 10 days without eating. I had to sleep in my car. And then it was like I was just wondering why nobody was there for me, you know, and it took for me to really get angry. Like, I know it sounds weird, but this it was done out of anger because I got mad because nobody was there for me. So then I was like, well, I don't need nobody. I'm about to prove everybody wrong. And I just went full force. Like, I didn't get no sleep. I wasn't even tired. I just went all in on myself because I felt like people, everybody counted me out. So I didn't have nothing to lose anyway. Like, if you know, if nothing from nothing leaves nothing. So I just really went full force on myself. And when I did that, it allowed me to create or start to create the type of life that I wanted. Now I can go shopping. Now I can dress the way that I want to dress. I'm not getting picked on in school because I'm not, you know, I'm not up to par. Now I can go to the Cheesecake Factory. Now I'm not going to go hungry. You know, it's a, it's a few things that I'm not going to do. And I feel like in the early stages of that, I really took it out on everybody. You know, because gotcha. now, like, don't talk to me because you was the one that counted me out. And it took me a long time to actually get, you know, like shake that off of me and get that, you know, get that off of me. Because as Uncle Ben said in Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. And I'm not going to get anywhere by being mean and being nasty, even though I felt that those people deserve it. I feel like I'm not going to continue to be blessed if I continue that behavior. So that prompted me to change that behavior. And it was towards everybody. It was toward family members friends like it was everybody old teachers it was like it, it got wow but i feel like you know like i'm that guy that's gonna remember everything like when you do something if you did something to me i remember it 20 years ago 20 years later you know what i'm saying but in retrospect it also works for the good too because if you was a person that helped me out 20 years ago 
I might find you and say, hey, here go $500. You didn't do nothing but give me $10 because I was hungry to, to get me a Happy Meal. That's it. But in that moment, they don't know what that meant to me. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that was the equivalent of what I just did to them. And really it was more than that $500 at that time because that was the difference between me eating and not eating. So I also remember all of the good deeds that people did for me. And I, I know it may seem kind of weird, but I try to find those people. I try to find those people and bless them with something. It can be money. It can be, it can be like three, two or three bow ties from my collection. It can be my Wealth Factor umbrella. It can be a one-year free membership to the Wealth Factor, my, uh, my program that I got. But I always attempt to find those people and do something nice for them because in that moment, what they did for me meant the world. That's what's up. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like the fact that you've been able to take, you know, the anger that you were able to recognize and turn it into, you know, compassion and love and, you know, wanting to reciprocate the value that someone else added to you at a point where you were at your lowest now that you're at a different place. I think that's uh that's definitely commendable. So love to hear that. Right on. Right on. All right. So as we kind of tie this back into what we focus on here at Balance Period, which is generational wellness. Mm -hmm. And it's this concept of passing down healthy habits from one generation mm -hmm. to the next. Can you talk a little bit about some of the habits that you have adopted. Uh, I know you briefly talked about some of the financial habits, but can you talk a little bit about any of the mental, physical, or spiritual habits that you have adopted that you intend to pass down to the next generation of your family? So one of the things outside of, outside of the money, of course, is whatever you want to do, like whatever I want, if I want to do something, I try to do it now, like right now. Do it today. If I want to go to Paris, okay, can I go today? Okay, I can't go today. What's the soonest I can go? Because I want to start checking these goals off of my list, whatever they may be, because what I've realized, the more goals you accomplish, the better you feel about, your, uh, about yourself when you accomplish goals. So if you continue to like accomplish goals and Achieve things is going to like help you. I think it helps the mental, it helps the physical, and it helps you overall to be a good person because if good things are happening to you, you don't have a reason to be mad or nasty at nobody because, you know, look how blessed you are. You know, you shouldn't even have time to be uh, nasty to somebody else. And another thing that I've been working on, I, I probably say I adopted this like, I'm gonna say within the last two months, when I like when I wake up, I make sure that I'm well rested. Because if not, if I'm not well rested, I'm gonna go through the day. It's gonna be sluggish. I'm probably gonna come back home and be laying around all the time. And a lot of times, everybody wants you to be somewhere. Everybody, you gotta be here. You gotta be here. You gotta be here. You gotta be here. And then, what about you? What about you? You before you know it, it's been all day and you haven't eaten anything. Yeah, you got everything done that, you know, everybody else wanted you to do, but you haven't eaten anything. You know, 
another thing that's on my goal board, my my daily my daily goals that I got on there is I call my friends every day. Every single day. I don't care what. It can be late. It can be early. I pick a time and I make sure I call my friends because as we get older, as I get older, I start to appreciate the genuine friendships that I have. And I realize how rare they are. And I make sure to call them and just chop it up with them. And I call and check on them. You know, hey, man, how you doing? I got one friend just got a divorce. You know, he's he's going through it. He's going through it. And on the surface, he's saying he's okay. He's not okay. And I know this, but he's a man. He got to try to, you know, he got to try to save face and act like he ain't affected. But I know he is. But that's why I call him every day. Check on him. Bro, how you doing? What's going on? And when he had to move out, he didn't have nowhere. To, he didn't have nowhere to go. He's in Atlanta. And I told him, I was like, you know, if if you want to come back, you can come and stay with me until you until you get on your feet. You can stay as long as you need to. You know, that's the that's the type of relationship that I want to have with my friends, because it's it's really hard to find people that are really there for you genuinely. Without having an ulterior motive. Yeah, they say they rock with you, but they got a they got a motive on the back end and they want something. You know, they want something. So the people, this is what I found out, what I've learned. The people that genuinely rock with me and they don't have like an ulterior motive or nothing on the back end, or if they can't get something from this, they don't want the friendship. Those are the people that I keep very close to me and I advise everybody else to keep those people close to you. Because if you were to lose everything, if you were to become homeless, if you were to lose your job, whatever the case may be, it's not going to be all those people that's on Facebook or Instagram or or Snapchat or TikTok or LinkedIn. It's not going to be all of those people. It's going to be those same people that been rocking with you that don't have an ulterior motive and they don't care if you ain't got nothing to give them. If you need them, they're there for you. To me, that's invaluable. For sure. For yeah, sure. And one of the domains of our wellness is our social health. And I think that that concept of just being intentional about the relationships you're building with your social circle is, is invaluable mm -hmm. because man, like we are social creatures and that definitely contributes a lot to our overall well-being. So thank you for highlighting that. It's something that I know we don't talk enough about or often and, you know, enough about. Mm -hmm. So thank you no for problem. highlighting no that problem. for sure. We can only manage what we measure. That's why we partnered with Whoop so you can get the latest and most advanced health and fitness wearable on the market for free. Not only does it monitor your recovery, sleep, training, and overall health, it also offers personalized recommendations and coaching feedback. You can finally take the guesswork out of deciding which self-care habits will actually help you feel good and function at your best. Visit join.whoop.com forward slash balance period and order your free Whoop 4.0 today. That's join.whoop.com forward slash balance period. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, so let's go into the last couple questions. I know this is one that Nick asked a guest that I'm like, I definitely want to make sure we incorporate it more into the episode. So 
if you take some time to think back to your younger self, what is a piece of advice that you would share? Let's say with your, you know, 18-year-old self, right? From where you are now, from what you've learned, what piece of advice would you share with yourself? The people that your friends with right now, they're not going to matter in 20 and they're not going to matter in 20 years, possibly 10 years. The goals that you have, go for them. They don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have your website done. You don't have to wait till things are perfect for you to start. But you do have to start in order for things to be perfect. And I would also tell them to buy, uh, focus on buying real estate early. Yep, I would say focus on buying real estate early. And uh, keep the people that's, you know, the, the people that's genuine to you. I think at 18, I was at a fragile, I was at a fragile place at 18. I was probably all over the place, to be honest. I'm trying to find myself, low self-esteem, don't know who my real friends are, not having a mother, not having a father, no sisters, no brothers, being bounced around from home to home, you know, trying to finish up my last year in high school. I was probably a mess at 18, you know, but I would, but those are probably some of the some of the things that I would tell my younger self, I think people people underestimate the power of believing in themselves. I think that that's highly underestimated because once you got it in your head that you want to do something and you won't stop at nothing until that happens, you're going to get there because eventually people are going to see how serious you are about what you're doing. It could be anything. You could be building race car wheels, you can start a business. It can be a podcast. It can be whatever it is. But sometimes people will support people just because of how hard they're going and how much they believe in what they're doing. That's some. That's like one of the things that I've seen happen a lot lately, a whole lot. So I would tell everybody yeah. to believe in yourself no matter what. And if an idea doesn't work, it's okay. Try another one. Or figure out another way to do that nice. idea. And guess what? If that idea don't work, you can try another one. But try, <laughs> trying one idea and giving up, it's going to keep you stagnant for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Because mm -hmm. when I went to, I remember when I, little quick story, I when I jumped into the fashion I know how to dress nice, but I didn't know the back end, the products, the designing, you know, the website. I didn't know that. And I had asked uh, a couple of people that were in fashion here, like, you know, do you have any resources or I'm trying I'm trying to do this. And they just kind of like, like, get away from me. You're beneath us. That's that's the vibes I got. I was like, whoa, that's how people are doing it. I said, fine. I Googled the top three fashion capitals in the world. Milan, Italy, Paris, France, New York. And I looked up the next fashion week and it was in Paris and I booked it and I went. I didn't know what I was going to do there. I didn't know what I was supposed to do there. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew that I had to show up and I had to look nice. But as I got there, you know, let people know what I was doing. And they was like, well, go to this show. Well, you can go to this show. I know these people are doing something. 
So I'm popping up at all of these, you know, these other people's events and I'm letting them know what I got going on. And now I have relationships with people in Paris. I'm actually working on getting my bow ties in stores out there, you know, and that. So then when I came back from Paris, then everybody tried to embrace me with the love. You know, I don't know if it was because. They didn't know that I was serious. Maybe it's like, ah, you're just another guy just talking. Or did they just not believe in me? But I know that when I went out to Paris and I flew my videographer with me, I actually shot my commercial out there when I went. When I came back, that was when, like, you know, a few a few more doors opened up for me. And then a lot of people started wanting to network here and collab on different ideas, different events and stuff like that. But I'm thinking if I would have just let those people sway me from what I really want to do, I would have just scrapped the whole idea and just did whatever. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I pride Mm -hmm. myself on. If I got an idea, go out and do it tomorrow. It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't care what you got or what you ain't got. Because the longer the idea sets, the more you're going to talk yourself out of. That's a fact. Well, I had one more question, but I feel like you literally just answered it. So the question was centered around (laughs) you having one minute and you getting to share a message with the world. But this message has continued to come up throughout our conversation today to where it's like, yo, if you have an idea, go take action. Because the longer you sit on it, the more you're going to talk yourself out of it. And I feel like that definitely sums up what you have been providing for us today very concisely. So if you have anything else you want to add to that or share in, in, you know, in that line of thought, feel free. But mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you've hit us with a lot of gems today. So thank, I appreciate thank you. <laughs> I would just say, and it doesn't have to be just money centered either. It doesn't have to be money. You know, money just happened to be my, you know, my lane. But Paris was a dream of mine even when I was a kid. Because, you know, you see pictures of the Eiffel Tower. It's like a city of love and you know, it just makes it, people make it look so good online when you see the pictures. It just always had been a, a goal of mine. And I remember going back to my childhood when I stayed with my auntie, they were taking all the kids to China. And it was like $750 at that time. It was like 10 days in China. That covered everything, the flights, the food, that covered the hotel, that covered everything. And I remember parents, well, my classmates coming back and their parents signed a permission slip, turning in a check. I'm like, I just know my, you know, I know my auntie's going to do it. And then I asked her about it. I asked her, she's like, boy, ain't nobody got no $700 for you to be going to China. And then that that's like a memorable moment. Like that kind of crushed me. It was like, dang, you know? So that was a memorable moment that I had. Another one was when I was staying with my auntie and she had she had five kids of her own. I thank her one for taking me in. She had five kids of her own. She had her husband at the time and then her husband's niece. So it's like eight, nine people in the house. And she used to tell us, don't open up more than one box of cereal on the refrigerator. So now I'm doing cereal math. It's not nine bowls of cereal in this small box of Fruity Pebbles. It's not nine bowls in this in this fruity. So now I had to get up at five o'clock in the morning 
in order to eat the fruity pebbles, you know. So now I open up all the boxes of cereal on the on the refrigerator. <laughs> you know. And uh that's just that's just a thing, you know, create the life, create the life that you want to live. It's going to be some pitfalls. It's definitely going to be some pitfalls because anything that's worth doing is worth failing at. There's going to be some pitfalls in whatever you do. But if you keep going and you keep persisting, eventually you will get there. Now, I don't I can't put a time on it. It depends on what you want to do and, you know, how adamant you are on working at it. But I do know if you continue to do it, put in the work in, put the work in every day. If you got a business filming content with your iPhone or your Android, editing, editing it in either iMovie or Pixar. You know, it could be motivational messages, inspirational messages, finance messages. It can be products. It can be whatever you got. But make sure you're putting out content on your social media page every day. Because the game that we're in now is a content game. Whoever puts out the most content and it looks the best, they're going to listen to you. You can be selling, you can be selling underwear. You can be selling socks. You can be selling anything. It's a content game. So... I would just tell people to just believe in yourself and your content is not going to be the best. It's not going to be the best content ever starting out. But as you put out more content, the better you're going to get at it. You're going to start using Canva to edit up, edit your posts and stuff like that. You're going to start putting your logos on your, you know, on your, uh, your reels by using Pixar and downloading them in 4K. You're going to start using captions so that way the words pop up and you can get the bubble on the words and the bubble is highlighted in whatever cover you want, whatever color you want, you know? But if you just say it's too hard, I don't want to do it, then, you know, that's going to be it. And one last thing, like in the secret, in the secret it says, you know, you are what you think about. If you don't think you can do it, then guess what? You can't. If you think you can do it, guess what? You can't. It all starts with you. Facts. Facts. Well, thank you, Willie. I appreciate your time today. Appreciate the wisdom you were able to provide for us. I want to give you the space to let everyone know more about what you do, where they can find your work, and how they can get engaged with what it is that you got going So you on. can follow me on Instagram at King Willie with two E's, Facebook, King Willie. You can join the Wealth Factor, WillieViveret.com for the for my ties. You can get on Viveret Ties. Com. YouTube is The Wealth Factor. Uh, I drop a lot of financial advice and just keeping people up on what's going on, the hiring and the firing, and this stock is down 70%, but they're making money year over year. The earnings look good. The stock is just down, so this looks like a pretty good company. They're innovative, and I just put out a bunch of stuff between finance and like inspirational, motivational believing in yourself, taking the first step so they can follow me on those platforms. Awesome, awesome. We'll be sure to add links to what Willie just mentioned into the show notes as well, so feel free to check those out there. Um, Well, yeah, thank you once again for being here, Um, and yeah, we look forward to continuing to watch you grow as you are bringing what you have to life. Okay, thanks, man. I want to thank y'all for having me also, and I also think that it's it's a great job what y'all doing, just allowing people the, you know, the space to 
get on here and share their ideas with you. And then also you got your own thing going on, like the breathing exercises that we did at the beginning. I'm not going to lie. That was the first time that I'm a, that I've actually done that. And I'm going to incorporate that into the rest of my life. So I just want to tell y'all to keep up the good work too, because it's an amazing thing that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All right, Nick, is there anything that you want to leave everyone with today? Man, as always, it is a journey. Be kind to yourself. Definitely. And for me, remember, we are unable to fill anyone else's cup if our cup is empty. So be sure to prioritize time for self-care. Continue to learn, continue to grow, and develop your sustainable self-care system. Lastly, you don't have to be perfect to be great. So be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself as you travel along this journey of creating generational wellness. Remember, all you have to do in order to be the change that you want to see in your family and in your community is to get started and to keep going. So thank you all once again for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period Podcast, and we look forward to having you tune in next week for our next show. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period Podcast. Just want to direct you to a couple ways that you can stay connected with what we are doing here at Balance Period. First and foremost, check out shop.balanceperiod.com. We not only have merch, but we also have a workbook and customized wellness plan options to help keep you accountable as you create generational wellness. I also want to direct you to our website balanceperiod.com you scroll all the way down to the bottom you'll be able to put your name and email in to join our mindful monday newsletter list every monday we drop a newsletter that comes with a mindful moment some mindful movement a mindful reflection as you can see it is all centered around mindfulness so tap in there and continue to strengthen your ability to be intentional about how you spend your time and energy generational wellness is here for you all that you have to do is align your mindset motivation and habits you practice with your values and your goals thank you once again for tuning in and we hope you have a fantastic rest of your day